At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast. I am Stephanie Hansen, and I am here with the Makers of Minnesota podcast. As I just told you, we have had, I think we're in our 122nd episode. We've been doing this for a couple of years now, talking to local makers in town. Think people that make items like food products, or we talked to a guy that made a soap molecule. Today, we're talking to Julie Burton from Modern Well. And I want to say that you made a community. Does that seem about right? That was what my intention was. Um, I, I took an idea, a, a really a need that I had um, to connect with other creatives. I, my background is in writing, and, and my book came out, my first book came out in 2016. And you wrote a fiction book, right? I wrote a nonfiction book. Oh, okay. I wrote a book. Um, it's called The Self-Care Solution, A Modern Mother's Must-Have Guide to Health and Well-Being. Okay. My next book will not, the title will not be as long. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is just, I just realized, like, okay, that's just too long. Uh, the Self-Care Solution is good, but the subtitle um, gets a little long, but it was about, it's about motherhood and self-care and how moms, um, take care of ourselves when we're taking care of everybody else and our, you know, our careers, our, our relationships, our families. Um, and it really came out of a struggle that I had, um, as I was kind of drowning, as, as I say, drowning in the sea of motherhood. Tell Um, me about that. So, so yeah, so this is kind of the 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 story behind the story yeah, of modern wealth. That's it what really, I would like to hear. Yeah, it really did. It really did come from from this um, experience in writing the book. So basically, I had sort of a kind of a I guess it was a sort of a breakdown. Yep. Um, we're gonna just be honest here. Um, and I had four young kids. My husband was traveling all the time. I was trying to um, build my career as a writer. Um, and was feeling just completely overwhelmed with all of it. Like yeah. I wasn't doing anything well. What was the span of your kids' ages? So so they're 10 years apart. So like, so right now my oldest is 24 and my youngest is 14. Okay. So I have a college graduate, a college senior, a high school junior, and a middle schooler right yeah. now. But at the time when I started writing the book, they were... My oldest was in middle school and my youngest was little a toddler, sure. you know. And so it's funny to me that not like funny, haha, but interesting that so you feel like you're sort of drowning in motherhood with these four kids. And the way you were solving that was to do something like writing, which is so hard for most people and kind of solitary and you need all this focus and concentration that's a that's a funny step to me. Well, that is very interesting because that is exactly why, you know, springboard ahead 10 years, I started Modern Well. Yeah. Because you're right. It, it was 
I'm a writer at heart. I, I went. To, I have um, a degree in journalism. Sure. I worked in PR and advertising, um, and always, you know, freelanced and um, wrote newsletters for companies, and, uh-huh. and so that was my. I, I I do go to writing for comfort to make sense of my life. To you know, but exactly to your point. I felt even more lonely because yeah. it was like I was kind of lonely as as a mom, and then lonely, you know. And then I'm like, okay, I'm go- I'm gonna write, I'm gonna write. And then, but then I was like, well, I love to write, but I don't want to be sitting alone writing. I want to be in a community of not just writers, but thinkers and and business people and marketing. And so, um, so I didn't know it at the time, but um, when my book came out in sixteen. And I started speaking about self-care and traveling the country and, and um, promoting my book. And and what I realized that was – so there was the self-care piece. And right. What is self-care, right? And I figured out that self-care is community. And that was one piece that was still missing in my life. Yeah, because at this point you had the book and the kids were a little older. And exactly. you probably weren't drowning, but – Yes, but I was still missing that sense of community sure. as a freelancer. Um, and so I started, I co-founded the Twin Cities Writing Studio with a writer friend of mine, Nina Batson, and we rented space out of Hopkins Center for the Arts. Yep. And then it really grew, and it was it was basically, we put it up on f- Facebook, hey, we're starting this group, writers coming together, working on whatever you're working on. It grew People showed up. They kept showing up, and it grew into a, a viable business. And then um, I realized that I wanted to take it further than just this writing community. That I wanted to make it a community of women, whatever they were doing, and right. um, and to to offer a space, an actual physical space. Can I ask when you had Twin Cities Writing Club? Was it like a membership, or how did you monetize that? So we um, we charged. We basically ran seasonally. So we ran a winter session, for, you know, and we charged yep. per, per per session. And um, and people came to get community, but also to workshop different pieces and that sort of thing. Exactly. So and did when you did that, and I'm asking this question specifically because yeah. my husband's a writer, and I feel like. All, he's in a uh, writing group, and it's all women. Like, I feel like women are more likely to reach out and join a group like that, whereas men aren't as likely. Is that sexist, or is that truthful, do you think? I think that is very true, and I don't think it's sexist. I think it is the way that we are wired. I think women are wired for connection. We we are energized yeah, by connecting with each for other sure. and sharing our ideas and doing like what you're doing this yeah. you know and um we want our we want to hear each other's stories where men are kind of i mean if you read Stephen King on writing i mean you know that one is of, one of my favorite books it's ever. so funny you mentioned <laughs> that and i think everybody can get something out of that book not just the writing community cuz i don't fashion myself a writer but the way that he approaches his writing, the way that he makes it like a job, it's not just like a hobby. He's serious about it. He is structured about it. I loved that book. I love that book. And he um, he, he doesn't, I mean, he talks about the isolation a little bit as a writer, but there's never a sense of like, oh, I need to join a writing group. Right. You know, it's just, I really do think it is, I mean, uh, you know, there there are men obviously who do need that kind of connection, but but I think 
you know, if, if we generalize sort of as a species, I think women crave that connection more than men. Did you know when you were putting Modern Well together, which is a co-working environment for women in St. Louis Park, um, did you know, are you actually in Golden Valley? We're in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah. Okay, you're right on the line there. But we're right, Yeah, we're right on the edge. Right off of 394. Um, when you decided that you wanted to put this group together, did you know it would coalesce in this beautiful building or... Cause that's a lot of people have this idea of connections and groups, but you went ahead and like built a building where all of this happens inside it. Yeah. So I had a vision of, I knew that the space would be really important. I knew that I wanted people to feel a certain way when they walked into the space. So I looked at probably more than probably 60 spaces. Wow. In the twin cities. Um, and I mean, everywhere from, you know, I was looking even out in Wyzetta into, into, I didn't go downtown cause I knew that I want, I didn't want to be downtown. I right. knew I wanted to have accessible, you know, easy parking and, um, to be just out, out of kind of the, the, um, flurry of downtown, but yeah, St. Louis park, I looked Golden Valley, Minnetonka. Um, and when it's funny because we, my husband, was driving home one night and he saw the space which was baby on grand before yep. we took it over and it it had the 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 sign and it was all lit up and it was all glass you know uh, um, to the freeway and he called me and he's like gosh Julie that building is I could just see that I could see your your people in there and yeah and so I reached out to baby on grand and said hey I mean I literally like said what do you th- hey, do you want to leave? Hey, do you want to leave? <laughs> no, really, I did. Um, and we had actually, in truth, I had been talking to them about their Hopkins location because sure. it was just right down the street from where we had been at Hopkins Center for the Arts. And they, we were in conversation about me leasing the upstairs of their Hopkins location. But it just didn't qu- feel quite right. And so I did have a relationship with them already. So um, I did called. you buy the building or did you just we, transform it? No, we, I didn't. I'm leasing it. Okay. And he, and, and baby and grand doesn't own it. Okay. Um, it's so sofas and chairs was there before baby and grand. Yeah. And then, so he's, they still own it. The Klops, I think. The Klops. Yeah. Yep. Greg Klops. David and Gle- Greg. Yep. The Klops brothers. <laughs> I think I used to call on him a hundred years ago. Probably. Yeah. So you go in, you build this really beautiful space. And I have to tell you, like, I've been to a lot of co-working spaces and I know, Everybody likes co-working for different reasons. We've actually had Ann Hendrickson on who has work it where it's a workout facility as well as a co-working environment. What is really interesting to me about your space is it feels different than every other space. It feels collaborative, but it feels light. It feels supportive. It feels... um kind of private too. Like, I don't know. I just really thought that the way you did your space was super thoughtful. You have some individual offices. There's quite a bit of meeting spaces. There's people running sort of uh, small retail locations. Uh, I'm thinking of some of the... um, Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Um, Is it meeting all your needs in terms of the intentional community? Like, do you love it? I love it. And it, I'm listening to you, and and I'm just like my heart is just exploding because it's like what you just said is what I 
wanted to create and, and spent, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours putting down on paper exactly how do we want people to feel yeah. when they come in the space. And I worked with my designers who are brilliant, um, um, Abby Johnson and Jesse Pasqua. Um, and, and I literally found them from you know, friends of friends, totally took a chance. Um, and we just spent hours and hours going, going through not just like, okay, what kind of furniture do we want in here? Right. But like, what is the feeling? What do we want? And, and what, do, what does it smell like? And what does it sound like? And, and so, um, it was really, it was really fun to, to, to go through that process of, of envisioning the space and then sort of all of us working together to make it real. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. What is the range of rent for people listening that maybe want to explore a co-working space? So our shared offices, um, what we... So Kiersey, um, who has Love and Dirty, she's she's in one of them. She does. It's like her, you said, like her showroom. Yep. So she that's independently, and then we have two of those. And then next to her, there's three women who share it. Those run. Um, oh my gosh, I should know this off the top of my head. Um, our pricing is going up in in two thousand. And you can just give me some ranges. Yeah. Too. So those are eight fifty a month, mm-hmm. and then we have. Other offices that are smaller that are six hundred a month, and then our community space membership is going up to one ninety five a month. And is that where you can drop in a couple days yep. a month? You well, that's when that's unlimited. Mm-hmm. And then our flex membership, which is is one day a month, uh, or sorry, one day a week, four days a month, is um, going up to one ten. It was ninety nine. So I think you know it, it seems in, pretty reasonable. We are we are. One of the most competitive priced for what you get because we also get yoga classes. Right. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So part of part of the vision and and my background is also in fitness and wellness. I uh-huh. taught for lifetime for five years and core power for five years and the sweatshop. Um, so I was kind of a a workout junkie for a while and and went through every training I could get my hands on and um and so I wanted self-care to be part of, you know, what you could get at Modern Well. Yeah. Um, and that includes moving our bodies, right? So we have this beautiful yoga studio and we offer classes three days a week. Um, and um, and sometimes people just go down there by themselves and just, you know, lay on a mat and stretch sure. or just close their eyes. And then we have the wellness room where you literally can shut the door and close your eyes and, and meditate. Um, we have some nursing moms who use it for vacation reasons and um i wanted it to ma- to be a space where women all of women's needs would be met and has that transpired like do you feel like you're delivering on that promise i i do i really do i i really feel like the community has taught me a lot um some of the things that i missed maybe or i didn't quite understand i feel like they have helped me the women, the two hundred plus members of who we have. Can you give me an example? Um, okay. Recently, I had a nursing mom mm-hmm. who came to me and said, "You know, it's great that you have the the room for us to nurse, but 
Um, there isn't a fridge for us to store our, you know, breast milk. There isn't a table if we want to sit and do our work while we're pumping. Right. I said, okay, you know, bought a fridge for that, you know, and, and so little, little things like that and bigger things from, from the kind of programming that we're doing. Yeah, we like this. We didn't really like that so much. So what kind of programming do you provide and can people take programs and not necessarily be members? Yes. So we do, um, we do a lot around writers and authors, which has been really amazing for us. Um, so this, the writing community, we've, we've had book signings, we've had literary events, um, and that's been really well received. Um, and we also do lunch and learns, and sometimes we do open them up to non-members. We do workshop. You know, we've done a LinkedIn workshop. We've done, we do a lot of health and nutrition workshops. And most of our workshops, we do open up to anyone. What do you think has been the most popular workshop? What are working women in your environment looking for right now? I think we, our writing workshops do do really well. The, the, our writing community is really tight. Um and I think the Instagram, you know, figuring out social media, yeah. we do, we have some really great influencers at Modern Well, um, and they have offered up their expertise in, in workshops on how to increase your following on Instagram, how to figure out Instagram, how to do stories, on, you know, anything right. from the really more complicated to the simple. Um, people are wanting to understand social, I think social media is, is a big one. It is a big one, and I bring that up because a lot of the entrepreneurs that are here, it's it's you're a small business. You know you need to do it. You start doing it. But doing it and understanding the methodology of doing it are kind of different things. And as fast as you think you get it, it changes. Exactly. And, you know, it's one thing to have your kid doing your posts for you. Right. <laughs> it's another thing to really have a thoughtful, thought-out strategy. And... A lot of the entrepreneurs just don't have the money to hire someone or they don't have the wherewithal. So taking some classes as a Band-Aid in between is a really good idea. Well, and and to piggyback on that, the other classes that have done really well for us are um, have to do with money. Yeah. And I was going to say learning QuickBooks or yes. reading a P&L or a, understanding what yeah. EBITDA is. How to how to negotiate uh-huh. confidently. Um, and I still struggle with that. I think we I, it's so like people look at me and they think, oh, you're so confident. You would seem like you need ask for what you need. I don't. Really? <laughs> no. I am just, I'm surprised. I get scared. I get nervous. I feel like, oh, they're not going to want to do it. You know, I really have to be intentional about it. And I'm in sales, so I have no problem asking for money. Right. But like my money, like my value, my worth, that's where I struggle. It's hard. It it's is. really hard. And we, we do have some women at Modern Well who teach who teach classes on, on how to do that. I, I struggle myself. I think it's, um, you know, if someone were to analyze that, it, it a lot of times it comes down to, you know, are we are we worthy, right? Right. But it's like, yeah. no, you're confident. You're, you know, but then it's like, but when it comes right down to asking for what we need or what we want, there's just that, like, you get that kind of thing in your yeah. throat, right? Where you're like... And I really admire women that do it. And I'll be totally 100% transparent here. When I see them do it, it makes me a little mad. I, I'm, like, jealous. I And it's I, so unbecoming. Because <laughs> it's like, why... I, I, 
at the end of the day, I really do want that for them. Like I have a, one of my best friends is so good at asking for what she wants in a work environment. And I'm so thrilled every time she gets it. And at the same time, and I've told her, like, I'm so jealous too, that you've had this whole career where you've just defined it in your own terms and people saw your value and saw your worth and did it. I'm like, I'm so jealous that you're she just teach so a able- class at Modern Law. <laughs> yeah, I, she really should because she's amazing at it. Well, and I see those people and I'm like, okay, how how do I get to be like that? I want to, I want to, I want to do that. You know, I want to be like that, more like that. Is Modern World to the point where it's a moneymaker and could you like franchise it and do it somewhere else? Um, we're, we're, um, okay. So, so we invested, you know, initially to, to do the build out. And it'll be a couple years before. Which is totally normal, by the way. Most businesses, it's three to five before they even are sustaining. Yes. But, um, but we, we've had a good year. Yeah. We're good. good. I mean, we're, you know, we're coming on year one to year two and, and looking at renewals and looking at new members and, um, it feels like I'm hearing really positive things. Like it feels like you have a lot of members coming back and people really like the space. We, um, I honestly, our community, it blows me away. Like every, I mean, I was just, I just came from there and a woman was, um, I just put something out. She, she did some webinar thing and she was all freaked out and there weren't that many of us around, but she literally stood up from her table and she just like started jumping up and down because she was so, and then we all just started jumping up and down and it was just like this energy, you know, and we were just looking at each other and we're like, okay, I hope nobody's looking at it. But it's like. It, it is, I mean, I put, you know, the space together and put the offerings out there. It's nothing without these members. Yeah, I mean, these and the people women that, the are, they bring to oh it. my gosh. I mean, that, I, I have the best job in the whole world. Like, I get to come in and be inspired by all these amazing women every day, and I feel so blessed. And how's the writing going? Are you working on the next book, and are you finding that this... I'm curious if this has become like another child because it's a job, right? And a full-time job and you're managing the business. But that, yes, that is, that's the zillion dollar question. So I have two other books in me right now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working, one manuscript is, is pretty much done. And then another one, I'm doing some research and hopefully it will make, it will get some more, make some more headway in, in 2019. But it definitely had to set aside. I, I, you know, I still have two kids at home who um, remind me that um, they still exist. Yep. <laughs> the plight yeah. of the working mom and oh dads too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So um, it, I'm, ex- I'm really excited about my next two books. Super, super excited. Um, and I feel like the Modern Well community, I'm excited to have that be a part of this process because when my first book came out, it was just like, I was just sort of alone. And I mean, I had, we had just started the writing studio. And so that was great. Yep. But I'm excited to have that energy around, around these, these books and, and to see where that takes us all. Do you think you could franchise your concept? Because it sure feels like it's an awesome business in the making. I, I get calls. Um, I definitely have gotten calls and get calls. I want to be super, super solid and super strong in our foundation. Um, and I don't think a year is enough time to, to know really who we are. And, and um, so another year, another good, strong year, then I think 
I would be more likely to have like I've kind of pushed those conversations. Oh, call me in you know six months. I've kind of pushed those aside, but um, we'll see. It kind of maybe too is important that you have the right leader too, because if you have a certain aesthetic and a not just physically, but the way it feels inside and the way that you translate that message and who you want to cater to, you almost need to kind of co-create you again somewhere else. Well, I mean, it's for me, I feel like the best part of my job and, and one of my strengths, and I have plenty of weaknesses just ask sure. <laughs> anybody who works with me about how I'm organized <laughs> or not. Um, but but I love to connect people. Uh-huh. That's my very favorite thing. And so so when I'm I, I'm there every day and not a day goes by that I'm not like, here, Stephanie, come over here. You have to meet this person. Oh, right. you guys, wait, the three of you, you need. And so I think that whoever would take a modern well in California or, you know, would have to have that ability and that desire. Sure. Some people don't want to do that. Some yeah. people are like, ugh, I don't want to deal with it. Too much you know? work. But um, it's so important. And and those are the relationships. And I've seen it before my own. I mean, just beyond what has gone on with these women who are connected with each other and, and supporting each other's businesses and supporting. It's, it's um, in one year, there have been businesses built you know, collaborations, successful collaborations that have happened. Um, and it's that's the best part. Yeah. Is to see that. I am really impressed by your business. I <laughs> hope for continued growth for you. I'm going to come and take a class Good. about negotiating so that I can be better at it. Uh, it's Julie Burton. And if people want to find information, can they go to modernwealth.com? Yes, they can go to modernwealth.com. And um, again, my book is The Self-Care Solution. It's a great holiday gift. Um, you can find it on Amazon or Majors and Quinn has it. Um, and my my personal uh, website is juliebburton.com. All right. So if people need help writing or a project or yeah, something for their business. Yeah, and I write about parenting. And, All right. Yeah, Thanks, so. Julie. Thank you. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. An F-16 pilot having hydraulic problems with his aircraft managed to parachute to safety as the plane smashed into a warehouse east of Los Angeles. Fire Captain Fernando Herrera. That pilot landed in the uh, March Air Force Base area. And, and what's in the base position? itself. Amazingly, there were no serious injuries after the plane hit the building. Alabama executed a man last night for his role in killing four people after an argument over a pickup truck. Tennessee executed a man who killed his wife. Reporters couldn't see the execution, but AP correspondent Travis Lawler says... We could hear sounds, uh, including a singing that uh, uh, Mr. Johnson's attorney says was him singing a hymn. Answering a reporter's question, President Trump said he hopes the U.S. is not on a path to war with Iran. Mr. Trump has dismissed suggestions that any of his advisors are trying to push him into a conflict. I'm Rita Foley.